0: Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Each week, we bring you the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and insider advice, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues while sampling a beer, Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report.
1: Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market report for blazing June the 1st, 2020. Weather forecast, as I record, is sunshine, sunshine, sunshine and more sunshine and 13% chance of rain in Norfolk next Friday, so not very exciting the market has moved in an upward direction for the obvious reason new crop is a worry farmers are not selling it i mean we've got a new um, midget spring barley variety called inch high private eye where the head is going to be longer than the straw at this rate some of them are looking particularly sick and obviously we've discussed in previous weeks the issues with winter barley and tillers aborting and blind sights and uh, yeah smaller and smaller potential and the wheat, uh, in some cases, we're irrigating like crazy in this county at the moment. Um, that, that water will be switched into potatoes any minute, I'm sure. But um, there's some big patches in fields that haven't got any water access. And uh, those patches are getting bigger. The flag leaf's rolling up. Well in here. Uh, yep. Yeah, and the crop is shrinking. So not many sellers or not any sellers. And we're not expecting that mood to change until we can quantify what we're going to get Uh, certainly if if a real rain is forecast it will change the mood a bit the rest of the world is not in such a bad state although the market has moved up in other markets as well but not as much as us so it's very, very much our problem. And some parts of the UK has had rain as well. You know, some of Scotland have been having good showers coming through, as have parts of the world in the last couple of weeks. But now everybody's suffering a bit of heat. This is also extending a bit into northwestern France. I mean, Paris for the next five or six days is sort of 25, 26 degrees. That'll start getting them a little bit more uh, nervous, I guess, because rain means grain this time of year. So prices. Old Wheat, we called that a few weeks ago to come down. We said the tonnage is there. People are stockpiling it for next year now. There's some of the trade have found some more space to tuck it away. Farmers haven't got any pressure under the, on themselves. The only point I would say is with an early harvest, we will see new crop feed wheat coming into the market in July. So you'll have a bit of competition coming from new crop if you are carrying your old crop to the very end. Value of it, uh, 160x farm, pretty easily achieved uh, as I speak. So, yeah, it's it's, um, a pretty steamy market, and we got that one wrong because we obviously didn't anticipate this drought going on as much as it has and the new crop impact that's occurred. So, old crop feed wheat, nice and firm, £160 a tonne. New crop feed wheat, well, currently, as at time of recording, the futures are trading at 174.25. That's a very big rally on the week. And what I quoted you last week was 164x for November. You'd probably make 169x for November at time of recording. So a £5 rally is purely down to the sunshine. So... I don't see that one changing. I see the mood of that in the UK being I'm not going to sell anything until I can quantify a a product, so I don't see a downward pressure on that. If the rest of the world started to collapse, it would in the end impact us, but I still think it would take a brave farmer to sell when they've got their crop really, really suffering. We shall see. As far as feed barley is concerned, old crop is kind of back to can't find any buyers again. I mean, if you you forced it because of new crop values... Being firmer, uh, you probably get something like 26X, which is great. That's a a nice rally from where it was. But that will be tucked away against a new crop cargo that will be sailing. As available, feed barley 120, 21, somewhere around there. 120 probably at squeeze is as available. That is, well, we had our worst moment on that a few weeks ago. That's looking quite buoyant. There's plenty of buyers and there's lots of boats being traded. So, the very thin, manky looking barley you're going to supply us with will have a home, although there might be the odd kilo weight claim. He said, being pessimistic, obviously, that I'll be grown up now and say that grain fill obviously will give us a chance of getting a better kilo weight if we get rain soon. There we are. So, new crop feed barley, 120. And there's a carry in the market. You could make 130 extra Feb, something like that. If you looked at malting barley, well, the fortunes have changed. It was the uh, pariah. No need all the carryover tonnage we've got to even think you're going to get a premium for it. Yes, the molsters and the brewers have had a massive drop-off in their consumption. That will have an impact. But again, any farmer that commits himself to a 1.6 nitrogen low-screening sample is a particularly brave man at this point if he hasn't got any water going onto the crop. And then there's no guarantee that nitrogen will be down there. So I think a large slice of what's coming in normal years will not be deemed acceptable as malting. But if there is a, a real ongoing continuous problem, then we perhaps will look at our European neighbours and import some from elsewhere if they've got a decent size, decent quality crop. But at the moment, there's no real bids coming from the molsters because they have got a surplus hanging over them. But it's a completely different mood, and we will be looking at every conceivable way to make whatever ugly or not quite so attractive sample try and get it to pass the test so uh, so we will use every screening and polishing machine we can think of to get your lovely sample through the hole anyway with that let's just hope we get some rain next friday as half predicted if not i don't think it's a time for selling until you can quantify what you're going to grow okay thank you for listening please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours
0: Get your website working for you with East Coast Design Studio. Want to know how to increase traffic to your website? East Coast Design Studio are offering a free full site assessment and SEO appraisal to help you improve the performance of your business. Each website report comes with a clear, actionable and prioritised list of recommendations that you can implement in order to reach more customers. Want to get more visitors to your website? Go to eastcoastdesignstudio.co.uk and click on the ribbon on the homepage. Oh, and did we mention, it's free. And now it's time for Farm Chat.
1: Right, today it's just Webby and I, and um, we've got a lot of very keen listeners who we haven't kept updated on the important issues in life, and that, the most important question. Weatherhouse. Hmm? Whether, no, no, no. Whether you, well, actually, yes. Whether you've changed a nappy or not. <laughs> oh, uh, I like what you did there. That's good. Yeah, clever. I'm halfway there. Okay.
2: What does that mean? You opened it up and went, oh, no chance, and walked away. <laughs> no, I put one on after a bath time. Okay. That's, That's really exciting. Of, um, so, everyone. I was, I was very closely monitored, and I was told I was doing it wrong as well. So, well, I did. Don't kind of, be of discouraged. A good, it's a good gesture. No? Very good. Well done. Is that enough, everybody? We'll see. <laughs>
1: Hannah, S- Scotty, you've passed comment on whether he's done it or not. So, yeah, sounds exciting.
2: I'll update you on the next phase when that, uh, when that event occurs.
1: We're going to go straight on to some fake news issue we had two weeks ago. We had our very own fake news, didn't we?
2: Yeah, we did. Our man. Joe was pulled up on his comments, wasn't he, about the pork trade, I think, into the United States, wasn't he? Yeah. We could have done a Donald on him, couldn't we? You're fake... You know, you're a fake. You're... <laughs> <laughs> I just love it when you do that. You do the you get fully into character with the, hand, signals, hand, the hand gesture. The hand goes, you fake. Joe
1: was uh, most put out when we highlighted that, in fact, there isn't pork going into America from China. And he researched it as he would. And in fact, pork is killed in the US, shipped to China. They take what they want from the carcass. And exactly. then... It was his whole carcass, isn't it? That I think he was saying goes. Yes. Yeah. And then part of the carcass then comes back again for the final bit of processing in the states for the bits that the u.s want you know there's, there's a little issue about how the world trades how these big organizations trade product it doesn't sound particularly good and healthy but i guess if you can save two pence on every carcass then that's what they do yeah. so therefore technically joe was correct that yeah. pork came from china yeah. to america in the middle of the swine flu period.
2: Everything has a price, doesn't it? And it has a market. I mean, we have byproducts, products don't we, I suppose? Let's say, our, for example, our dust or something which we think is useless, it still has a value and, and you can still sell it, so... Yeah, I, know, I know that, you know, chicken's feet and
1: duck's feet get sold into Asia yeah. as a delicacy. So, you know, we don't eat those, and they do. So, mm. I mean, that that's fine. Just clearing up the issue for those who highlighted that we came out with some misinformation. Technically, our man who's researched it all has discovered He's that... He's far better read than I am. Only, well, it, I mean, that was a bit of a... It was a bit of a, a wide statement. It kind of yeah. inferred that a bit of bad journalism wasn't it on our man's part it was inferring that a large amount of Chinese companies were only buying Chinese bought from Chinese supply mm-hmm. and um, in fact that that wasn't true mm. but it has highlighted that food supply is in very few hands and one of the things he found that, uh, that there's one factory in the U.S. that supplies four percent of the whole of the U.S.'s Pork, okay. and if that factory went down, it has an impact on everybody, and, that, and that's that's quite interesting. The supply of food has become so finely controlled by yeah, so few yeah. companies. This kind of virus thing has, has mm. brought some of it to the fore. Whether our trade secretary mistrust can ignore that, as well as the realities of the Brexit deal and and what it means to farmers, having yeah, told them yeah. it's going to be a great opportunity for them, then great but the reality is there is warning signals but um, I guess we'll wait for a disaster before we we sort them out. Obviously the most pressing thing at the moment is the uh, horror stories of the drought is there
2: anyone you know particularly waving their arms around that you know? No I'd had a comment from a farmer who I think is a listener I don't know trying to work out I was going to respond to him on uh, WhatsApp whether it's a tongue-in-cheek comment his comment was has anyone considered welding two headers together to keep the combine full this harvest? <laughs> I was like, oh God, I hope that's sarcasm, but yeah. I mentioned in the market report, the spring barley is going to be about
1: six inches tall, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's still plenty of time for rain to come and for there to be some grain fill. So it isn't, it isn't all over. It's just, um, it's getting harder to uh, to aspire to bumper yields without any doubt. That's That's out the window. Mm. It's just how much damage has
2: been done. But price-wise i mean the mood is pretty bullish isn't it feels friendly just i, I don't know where your sellers are, are going to come from at the moment i mean farmers you guys aren't selling new crop which i get I understand merchants haven't got the requirement to hedge it and similarly sellers i appreciate we're in a global market but i still feel there's a support underneath the european market and the kind of russian market ukrainian the whole complex feels yeah, it feels like there's a real leg under it yeah, I mean, historically, May is quite a volatile
1: month. You know, any, any yeah. movement in the weather will jump it one way or the other. Mm. And the States had a big day two days ago. That looks like it might break out of a current kind of congestion area. So, you know, there might
2: be a little bit of movement upwards on the back of world markets. But It's a bit of a silly thing to say, but if you were to sort of uh, red or black moment it on £200 a tonne, where would you put your... I Would you think, bet against uh, it? I think it's a d- difficult. Um, I'm happy to go on record, to say I don't think it'll get to 200 pound a ton.
1: Mm. Uh, I mean, technically, you've got 174 odd trading for Nov, which is 180 mm. in round figures on the May. So that's only 20 pounds away. Mm. So it could, it could get there, but uh, it's got to have a big leg up from some other parts of the world for that to happen. Export ban somewhere, yeah, maybe well it needs to start suffering or we were saying that the the perfect ace in the pack after this year's weather with the exceptionally dry september mm. so people didn't plant it then started to rain didn't stop so they couldn't plant and then it turned dry and the honeymoon March, perfect conditions and everyone yeah, thought this yeah. is marvelous and then it hasn't rained since really so the ace the final card is oh, uh, no. wet
2: harvest <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we're going to get the get the dryer greased up and that should mean it's dry but um the boy the way things things are going though at the moment the guys are going to get busy soon aren't they
1: without a doubt harvest is early again we touched on that yeah. last week but um yeah we've got people saying uh without doubt there'll be wheat in july the winter barley well, if it just dies, then then we'll be in the first week of July. But I, I don't. It doesn't feel like that's actually the case. It's kind of uh, just at this moment. If it rains in mid-June, it'll slow it up a bit. But otherwise, we're going to be having deliveries here too early, aren't we, bluntly? There's yes, too yeah. many tonnes in stock, too yeah. many bits and pieces in the way, and it's just going to be one of those, you know, there'll be the, the guys who own storage here moaning because there's stuff being outloaded at the same time. But the reality of maximising price for a store is you sell it at the end of the year when the price is at its highest. So we'll have a bit of that going on. And our strategic social distancing plans for intake and sampling, and, you know, the sampler not being allowed to go into the lab, yeah. drop off points, all sorts of stuff like that. This is this is going to be a different harvest. And um, I think we're going to have to have more farmer sampling. Yeah.
2: I don't know what other merchants are doing on this, but it's there's risk. Farmers going to miss watching the grain sampler climb up the heap or stand underneath the ladder. Well, we've got a bloke this year, haven't we? <laughs> so some of them might miss it.
1: But they'll never admit to it <laughs> <laughs> till they're about fifty. That's the general way. So yeah, we'll keep the the girl one here then, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> encourage people to bring the sample in this is a real issue you know there are issues with sending someone place to place you know yeah. if someone turns out oh, i caught i caught covid19 off the grain sample from doing grain heaven forbid i mean sod it we won't collect any samples but there's going to be a large slice of common sense creeping into the practicalities of harvest we were talking about the lorry drivers or the tractor drivers coming onto site here uh, yeah and uh you know, if you just turn around to them and say, because one of our guys suggested that they just sit in the cab. Well, those poor buggers don't talk to anybody all year round, do they? Can they see their old mates at harvest time and have a laugh? They can still, if they keep the distancing, we're going to end up doing that to make them drive up to 20 miles on a tractor and trailer into the store, which some of them do, and then say you've got to keep sitting in Same your cab, in cab yeah. air conditioning or not. I think that's a kind of uh, a yeah. com- common sense has to kick in.
2: Yeah, but I think common sense is um, everyday life, people are getting used to social distancing.
1: We're living with a yeah, virus, we are. aren't we? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, right, East Anglia's had it less
1: than most, but in the middle, I think in the middle of the summer, it's easy to be outside and keep a distance. Yeah, it is, yeah. So. yeah As long as we don't have people going into the lab, into the Weybridge office, and we have a system, and there's, you know, sanitizer, and there's hand wipes, and all of those processes that we've been advised to have, and advice goes out clearly stating what they should be doing. Yeah, no, I think we're going to try and be sensible, but it's up to everybody to be responsible to keep away from each other. It's an issue. You tell us, guys, you know, out on the farm, have you got a protocol? You know, obviously you can't answer that, but... I think it's I'll probably quite a farm...
2: But if you consider your normal farm setup, you've probably got... You've got your guy in a combine, then you've got two guys that are probably carting, and they're probably jumping in and out of the load of pushing up. So, you know, that they're... Got the wife deadheading heading the roses. Looks <laughs> <laughs> a bit harsh, would not it?
1: <laughs> I've been so busy. That's double harsh. I've got to get so much criticism for this. There is the classic farmer's wife, isn't there, that just honestly believes they're busy because the phone rings three times in the morning and the treatment you get from them oh, I can't. anyway it's like right, i'll stop it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the, um, <laughs> there's very few people on a farm and yeah. i think possibly the process of sampling the ahdb has a sample advice as a whole wad of information on how you should sample correctly taking a bit out of each trailer and sections of your of your store that would be the best thing but how many
2: of you actually do it I was going to be a bit cynical here. If, if we're not sending a sampler out, probably get I'll get hung for this, without sending samplers out, who are quite thorough because they're wanting to get the best analysis. How many people are going to pick through their samples pulling out all the skinny grains?
1: Well, no, they're, they're, they're <laughs> there's no benefit in that, is that. Just actually having the process of taking a scoop of every single trailer and putting it in a bucket yeah. and having sections. So you you have like, you know say you've got a 500-ton bay, and you'll have perhaps... I don't know five buckets for that bay. Yeah. That gives you a very good cross section of what's yeah, actually done into yeah. that store. And if you've got something dodgy, believe me, you need to know. It's not worth trying to deliver a load. Oh, it, it?
2: it just becomes misery with redirection because it gets picked up on intake, so it's just not.
1: Yeah, the only problem is that they can't turn as a you sampled it. Yeah, so, oh, I don't really. Yeah, okay, I speared a bit somewhere there, there, there and there. And I didn't notice the bit with the hole in the roof and the hole. We've got to consider not spreading COVID-19 and we will try and find our best way around it. Hopefully farmers will understand that the rest of civilization have got a series of rules and recommendations they've got to stick to. So hopefully no one will be too offended if we say, no, we can't, can you drop one in or... I don't know. We'll cross that bridge. We try and provide the best service. Inevitably, somebody always finds a fault with it. But we're trying not to pass on the bug. Have you got procedures on farm? What's, your, what's the score with the lorry drivers coming on site? What's your paperwork? You know, these are all things, I guess, you're looking at. I would hope you are. But you need to have some, sort of, some form of policy written down, I guess. Uh, we're certainly having to do that for each of our stores. Should we change the subject? Yeah, OK, we'll change the subject. I've got a little... I've got, got something on WhatsApp this morning, a little joke about a new golfing term. Called Go a on, Dom- then. Dominic Cummings. OK. What you do, if you hit a really long drive... Yeah. ..and it goes out of bounds... Yeah, I'm good at them. Yeah, well, it's got to be a really long drive, not, like, 20 yards. A really long <laughs> drive, and it goes out of bounds. There's no penalty. It's called a Dominic Cummings. <laughs> I really like that oh. one. It appeals... That that Ollie obviously never goes out of bounds being scratched as he is. The death numbers are falling. The numbers of people going into hospital have fallen. They seem to have worked out what they need to do with patients. There's definitely a lower rate. And a doctor friend of mine was telling me that they've got a much better idea of what to do. It's just they could do with it not being an inundation of people. There will be a second spike. But probably the second spike is going to come in the autumn and it's probably going to coincide with coughs and colds, which could mean it's a bit more lethal, I guess, which is a bit of a worrying thought. So I guess we need to get our going out social distancing out of our system in lovely June, wet July and August, and then September, Indian summer. And then after then,
2: don't go out again for the entire winter. that should just about... Yeah, but farmers are going to be, uh, they're going to have a very... Well, I say busy September October aren't they? With the amount of wheat they're going to plant, it's going yeah. to be enormous. Yeah.
1: Well, unless that is the unless everyone outthinks it and says no, I'm going to plant linseed instead. But I can't see it. Oh, There's and a lot of linseed being grown as well, I think. Well, there's less yeah. rape. Yeah, we'll be a, yeah. You know the alternatives are limited, so everybody's going to plant it, and about twenty percent of the people are going to sell twenty twenty one. I'm going to predict something here: the time to sell both this year's crop and next year's crop is in the next. 10 weeks, Mm -hmm. somewhere in the next 10 weeks is the zenith moment, because when you have a small crop, 2020 and you're importing, we will quantify how much we're going to need to buy we will work out how much we've carried from 19. Which is about three million tons is the latest came out yesterday. I think it's going to be possibly pressing more than that. We're not doing much. We're not doing any at the moment, or we're carrying some for somebody else—the malting barley. But wheat, at this point, the stock belongs to somebody else, and we're not going to carry it. We're going to got to empty our sheds. No pressure. And uh, yeah, I think some of the bigger guys. Obviously, we're aware that the biggest have got a lot of stuff they've tucked away into store, which is quite a big carryover. Yeah.
2: It's not hugely um, financially beneficial. There's not a massive carry is there between no. old and new, if you but there's ahead. four million tons of consumption. Yeah. You need to know
1: you've got yeah. a, a kit yeah. around you, yeah. and, and it's a very it's having stem, move. isn't it? That's the yeah yeah. So the tail end of old crops is going to be absorbed if people can find storage to put it in. I think mm. they will. Yeah. So I think it'll be in excess of three million. All right You need one point seven million for July, but that's still there's a big carry. Still not enough to make us surplus of, of grain for. 2020 and so whenever you have a, a harvest where there's not enough grain then the people who need to buy the grain go and import they will fix the prices it hit hard and import now maybe one or two of them will hold off because of brexit and they might buy the second half of the year cheaper so they might just sit mm. back but they don't know for sure if you want mm. certainty you just get it covered yeah and on that basis, they'll then go right. I'm fine. I'm covered. Done, and they'll yeah. they'll sit back. And all of a sudden, the people who've seen the price go up and up and up and up will say, "I want to sell it at last week's price." Yeah. And it then starts coming down. And at the same time, the only thing dragging 2021 up is 2020. It's, it's yeah, without yeah. doubt. There's no re- we all know you're going to plant wheat everywhere, and it's going to be a 16 million ton wheat crop, or maybe 15 million. Could not be more than that. yeah. Could be, but yeah. but but. but, but. And I think, with that in mind, and Brexit, and so on, it's a glaringly obvious thing to do. But if you sold it today in a market that's ramping up, the sentiment is going to keep carrying it. There mm-hmm. is still going to be buyers because it's a twenty-something pound discount between between yeah, years, is, yeah, yeah, which is bigger than most. So, yeah. plus the weather might go wrong again. There is no guarantees. We don't end up with a you know bone dry April May for the rest of our lives. Global
2: warming could do, yeah. Are there more insects about? don't know. I haven't spotted it. Have you been running? <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you been biking? No. Have you
1: been out at all? Not really. <laughs> no. Right. You need to get out. I think there's more insects. That... How about that for an observation?
2: It's a slight lie. I did go out for a socially distanced beer the other day. On the there. edge of a wood. Did you? And uh, yeah, there were a lot of midges. And how many other people? On your socially distanced. probably shouldn't comment. Drinking, drinking beer on your own on the edge of a wood? This was before the limit has now been set at six. Okay, so you're going to pretend it's two then. Yeah. Okay. It was very, um, what would I say? Socially distanced. Yeah. Everyone's very well but People are sensible. Like, I I'd have to admit, it was uh, a load of trucks and uh, people were sitting on tailgates. One person had a deck chair and we sat in a wide circle and had a bit of a yarn. There's a set of rules for this,
1: uh, which is the um, social distancing, obviously, goes without saying, and everybody takes their
2: own beer. Yeah, Because exactly. uh, you don't yeah. have to touch the beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We so, all took our own glasses. One person even stepped up and took a um, little uh, cool bag with a bottle of gin, some ice cubes and some tonic. Did you hold the bottle? No, no. He's, no, he's, That was someone else's. I had a load of tins of beer. It's great. A couple oh, of, right, so couple of Adams, So he was sitting there on his yeah. own drinking his own gin? Yeah. Or we'll take your own beer. You don't have to touch anyone's Gear, as you say, that sounds even worse. <laughs> yes. But no, it was, it was good. It was well. It was neat. Everyone's quite sensible about it. I think that's the approach that everyone's got to take. Yeah, a set of rules. Bring your own
1: beer. Sit miles apart. Yeah. And uh, it's no different to going to the park with a whole load of strangers or exactly, yeah. or the beach. I mean, Norfolk beaches were empty. Uh, yeah. We all listened yet again. South End. Oh dear. You know, There's lots of pictures of incredibly yeah, crowded yeah. beaches. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what it is about us docile bunch up here who does what we're told, but I guess we've got the lowest,
2: other than Cornwall, the lowest count of COVID-19 because we aren't very social. For a moment there, I thought you were going to sort of prompt another uh, email from Scotty. It's going to be abusive <laughs> no, to... Uh... <laughs>
1: he sent <said laughs> one last week saying that he's glad to hear Josh on the podcast add to raise the intelligence level... <laughs> itself is ironic <laughs> yeah no he was talking about he's glad to hear that Londoners are moving into Norfolk hopefully the gene pool will improve
2: yeah the, uh, the Coast Guards will be busy there won't be so many webbed fingered swimmers no that's right they'll all be
1: oh, I don't need to have a day get in mate <laughs> on the old Lilo <laughs> Coast Guard don't need him. We'll tell you what, Mr. Coast Guard. You go somewhere else, mate. I'll have some of that. Yes, you know what you're doing wrong. Your ice creams aren't big enough. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, oh, God. Can you imagine anyone wanting to breathe with something that does that? Anyway, point is there's uh, apparently a whole load of city types purchasing houses in, in yeah, Norfolk.
2: and we've yep. just sold one, haven't we? Mm. Are they in London? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, well, they're coming up from Essex. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not, uh, No, see, it seems to be the talk of the town actually in uh, in Norfolk that i someone there's few properties going off market that are being sold to Londoners. They're in a really fortunate position to be cash buyers buying big houses, but you know Yeah I kinda get it. it. I understand, yeah.
1: Now, apparently that you know they're going to instead of selling the house for one point one million, they might sell it for nine hundred thousand. They still have half a million change out of buying a house up here. Won't yeah, they? yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I guess one day it'll level out. We'll see. One would hope that um you know the next pandemic in a hundred years' time, we won't have had the gene pool sufficiently sifted down so we end up being a hot spot like London was. It hopefully it will stay as being a kind of law abiding. Let's all stay in and yeah. be a bit docile, maybe we'll gradually breed it out of them, I don't know, be harsh again, Scotty, I'm so sorry, <laughs> <laughs> can't help myself, anyway, um, footy's going to start again, that doesn't affect you anyway, does it, does it,
2: Webby, do you, no, just, I'm not You're the don't biggest care? football follower, no, I mean, I kind of follow Norwich from a distance, but not really, um, I'm sceptical whether or not the rugby season will start again, I just can't see that. Too much oh. contact.
1: Not that you did many tackles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I could do with being a bit fitter. I must admit. I'm kind of I've shed a little bit over the uh, over the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Well done, <laughs> <laughs> uh, athlete. I'm
1: looking at. Anyway, um, so I think it's time for us to do the opposite of getting thin, and that's our beer moment. So we're going to have our little I'll grab a beer. Here we are. Did you bring the opener? bugger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ian, now you've got the opener, we have got... We've got a choice of... Well oh, I thought would get them all out. Have all four. No, well, just, well we could, but... Thought with, it's uh, that
1: every every Friday cheese, now the beer day. selection is... We keep having more than one beer, everybody. I'm sorry. It's because of the weather. So they we are have, lovely and cold. We have a choice cold. of Ringwood Brewery 49er, which is a rich and Golden Craft Ale, 4.9%. That looked right, I think. Yeah, you like the look of that one, because it's the biggest bottle, I know you. Or you have Red Church, Josh would love this one, Paradise Pale Ale, 3.7%. 1.2 units in this little bottle, and it is brewed Red Church Brewery in Harlow, Oh, I thought Red Church was locally, but i yeah, got that wrong. What mate, I'll do it properly up down here. <laughs> and then we got Caught by the Fuzz, Peachy Pale Ale. This is one for Josh as well. Trendy, soft fruit, sharp taste. Caught by the Fuzz is brewed at the Windsor and Eton Brewery, Home Kinties. That's probably yeah. one for you, Webby, actually. It's very posh
2: one, isn't it? Yes.
1: And finally, the Anchor Brewing Company, Liberty Ale San Francisco. Well, that's Strange-looking actually. label again. But, um, yeah, okay, but that's actually 12 fluid ounces, alcohol 5.9%. Do you know what? 5.9? I'm I'm yeah, that American might be an interesting one. beer. All right, uh, are, you, um, are you happy with me to take that one?
2: Go on. Okay. What you, yeah. Which one of those three are you going to have? Oh, it's difficult. Mm. The Paradise Pale Owls are 3.7, so I think I'll dodge that one. I'll go for the uh, Ringwood Brewery 49er. Okay. Ringwood Brewery, so this is... Um, so Marstons. You anyway, know,
1: the real test of character and strength this week will be if we are reviewing either Paradise Ale or Caught by the Fuzz next week, it means that we didn't drink in it <laughs> <laughs> this afternoon when it gets <laughs> to twenty five degrees. So, Ian, what is your view of and your markings for Ringwood Brewery forty er
2: Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's kind of like a um an Adamsey kind of London priority yeah. Good, solid ale. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm Actually, now going to look, drink... look at the colour. That's amazing. Yeah, it's very good. It's that's very, cool. Very good.
1: I'm going to drink a San Francisco uh, Liberty Ale. So this is very exciting American stuff. So hang on. That's All really right. nice. It's a strong one. And it's, yeah, you know, if you have to pay lots of hundreds of extra pounds just to get the stuff over instead of drinking, drinking British Ale, I won't bother. But, um, yeah, no, that's that's good beer.
2: I didn't realise um, ales were or featured much in the American market i kind no, of no, always Ameri- associated Americans with your lagers. and
1: a massive um, craft brewery uh, section, which which came ahead of us. They really, okay. yeah, whether each individual, like shopping mall, would have a, a brewery. It, they, oh, they, right. Okay. And lots and lots of UK, and predominantly Maris Otter Barley, goes over to the States every year to produce, you know, ye olde English ale with the same ingredients. Um, I'm just trying to see if it's got Maris Otter in it, which it hasn't. It just says, finest barley malt well if it doesn't say from norfolk it can't be the finest can it but it's um it's still good good stuff I'm quite quite impressed we're getting some very interesting beers in which is great um, as i say the only problem is we keep drinking all of them at once and some of them don't even get reviewed so we must have determination not to drink those two this week
2: how do you think the craft brewer kind of sector is going to do out the back of this i mean unfortunately it's just a really it's a pretty tricky time isn't it i don't know we well we'll see
1: the authenticness of a true well brewed local craft ale can do really, really well. Some of them don't quite hit the spot and they've got to, you know, learn how to find the exact product but I think they will actually do okay I think the biggest issue is where is the stuff going to be drunk and how will we socially
2: you know continue I, with it yeah I th- unfortunately I'd, I was just gonna say is it for me and this is my own very small money view but is it, it will be the bottled market because I don't think it will be your car scales from the pub for quite some time not no. in full force
1: I'd, I think people will find a way to do it I mean like, in the summer it makes it yeah. you can you can see how
2: it but like, like what I've just done and that was technically to the left of the law but I think people will meet up and have socially distance beers privately and that will happen more regularly than pub activity I think yeah but
1: you you're like, how do you get I mean cask ale you know a barrel of it is going to be something that is going to shift more beer so we need that to happen yeah so how do you get the stuff delivered into a pint glass without someone touching the glass or it's not beyond the science of man is it no and big open spaces, I mean, some of the areas, some venues could alter from being cosy little places into being great big warehouse type places, big long benches. And yeah. as long as it's warm enough and you have a, some sort of accepted system that people feel yeah. safer in, you can have a whole load of people in a space. Yeah that can have access yeah. to... I don't know, maybe it's put into a jug yeah and, yep. and people can share a jug and then you, you just have one glass all night, it's almost, yours. Yeah,
2: yeah you would almost a dispenser-style, put your pint glass underneath and dispenser. Yeah, yeah, let's, dispenser let's reduce responsibility yeah.
1: for the possibility of touching somebody else or touching somebody else's glass. We'll all become aware of it. We're not shaking hands. Mm. You know, maybe well, maybe we will wear gloves when we're out. You know, Michael Jackson. Oh. You will have a system that everyone will go, yeah, OK, he's being, he's following the rules. Will we all wear masks? No. Gets a bit soggy, try to drink beer through it. But we possibly will wear them some aspects of the night or something. I don't know, but I doubt it. I think, no, I doubt it. Yeah. But I think physically you can do a lot by not being as close. You can do a lot. By not touching stuff that other people have touched,
2: everyone will be aware of it. I think it's going to start with beer garden season, isn't it? That's where that will be the introduction naturally. It's your beer, which is now I know, but when when, this weather would be fabulous, and you would have the
1: gaps yeah. it's just what you don't want is you to give your glass to the girl to pour it from the pump yeah. to get oh, the glass Turn it back you, you you've got to have a system where you she has to decanter it perhaps first and then pour it in yeah. give them a chance for all the slops in there as well people will be aware and it's, yeah, yeah. if you could just break or make them recognize right we we've ticked a particular box on this yeah. do you feel safe yeah i do and I'm desperate for the beer, <laughs> uh, you know. Stuff from a
2: barrel is better than stuff from a bottle, no matter how hard the bottle tries, it isn't as good. I am going to miss the harvest. Uh, well, hopefully, the Black Boys is open, but the harvest kind of evening beer, yeah. Perhaps we just get a barrel in every day, <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> nice. And because the, the harvest hours, you do feel frazzled at the end of the day, don't the you? The doing
1: grain challenge, we said right, the pubs oh. aren't open, we'll have a barrel at here we'll have on a Thursday, Friday and Saturday for the harvest period and everyone can come along and, you know... That'd be
2: a really nice thing to do. That'd be
1: good. Store members discount. That'd be great. I think you would soon get through it. some weeks and then it'd be a bit of a task other weeks we'll... yeah well anyway we'll come up with a, a brilliant invention if we if we did that we might get more customers <laughs> so i hope um this time next week the lockdown is reducing in its severity there's more and more things we can and can't do the biggest issue is getting out and having other guests on here and, and not not just listen to our inane drivel but i think we're getting close and uh and we're also getting close to harvest
2: yeah
1: <sighs> With that, happy thought. Have a very lovely week. I hope it rains for you, at least in your dreams.
2: And um, see you next week. Cheers, and hopefully we're not reviewing the beers that are sitting in front of us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they're released. Dew and Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, we can supply you with the best strategies to help you achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Call now on 01263 731 550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk or follow us on Twitter. We are at During Grain. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by Tinshed Productions in conjunction with East Coast Design Studio.